Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to talk with you about today's slate. But I also have someone else joining me. Uh, you know, he talked kind of fast like me, so this podcast is probably going to be, uh, you know, really chatty and really fast talking. So you guys better, uh, you know, maybe put this on a little bit of a slower speed. But uh, we got Bobby Fye here. Uh, Bobby, how's it going over there? Going good, man. Really, really busy this time of year. Um, lots of fun with the NBA and MLB going on right now. And, uh, yeah, uh, just a lot of fun. It's third, my third time on the morning grind this week, and I'm stoked. I'm happy to be on with you. Yeah, excited to have you here. And uh, I, I hear you say you, you get you get hot around this time of year, so hopefully we can have some hot plays for it. And you had some nice sweats going on during the week. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that people are excited to hear what you have to uh, talk about on today's slate for sure. I appreciate that. I think, yeah, it's uh, my favorite time of year. It's my most profitable time of year. And uh, I'm looking forward to these weeks. I keep coming close to the big ones, been profitable, but ready to ready to hit a big one hopefully today. Uh, today or tomorrow or whatever, whenever you're listening to this. Yep. Sounds like a plan. All right. We'll start out with this slate. And again, we're covering the, uh, I guess it's the main slate. It's still the early slate, but it's the main one. And those it's 11 games all together. And it's going to consist from uh, Cleveland to Baltimore all the way to uh, Chicago, Colorado. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the way it's going to be broken, broken down. We're going to go DraftKings, uh, and we'll, we'll go position by position and we'll start it out pitchers. Like we always do and start it out the top. We got Corey Kluber at the top against the Baltimore Orioles. Bobby, this just seems like a fantastic spot for Kluber. I mean, the Orioles, like I like to say, they're one of those offenses that they can just swing and miss with the best of them. That's something I love to say. And uh, this team is a team that I like to target with strikeouts. And uh, early on, we see the opening line. It's 2.92. How do the Orioles not just get absolutely crushed by Kluber here? Are you a big fan of uh, Kluber in this spot? Yeah, it's hard not to be. I was, I was really into Clevenger today. I wish I would have pulled the trigger more. Um, my best lineups did have Clevenger in them um, just because of this Baltimore lineup, especially without Mancini, uh, who's one of their best hitters against righties uh, as a righty or lefty. He's, the, he's simply one of their best. Maybe they're probably their second best behind Machado um, and no scope. I mean, you, you just got to like love the spot for Kluber here. I do think Baltimore at some point will put their offense together when they get everybody back and healthy. But right now it's just pick on them and Kluber is a great guy to, I mean, he's just, it's just a perfect spot. Great situation. Start your cash games off with him. Try to squeeze fit, uh, jam him in in tournaments. Uh, there's a lot of good plays in this slate. So maybe you can go a different route depending on what you want to, what stacks you want to go for. But I love Kluber. Yeah, he's my guy right now. He's a guy at the top I want. But again, there's there's two other guys that we're going to talk about that. Uh, they're tough to fade too. They're, they're really good plays and they're in really good spots. So Man, it's going to be interesting at the top. I think we're going to have some like different uh, ownership. I think Kluber is going to be the guy that people gravitate to because, hey, he is Corey Kluber. So uh, I think people will gravitate to him. But, uh, I mean, let's talk about the next guy. I mean, Luis Severino. He gets the Toronto uh, – I was about to call them the Raptors for a second. I'm in basketball mode. But the Toronto Blue Jays here. And uh, he already pitched against the Blue Jays this year. And first time out, he had a really great outing. Uh, only went 5.2 innings. And it was the first game of the season, and he had 7 Ks. Had a nice uh, drafting score of 28.4 fantasy points. And I know this game is now 
out uh, in Yankee Stadium. So obviously, uh, you know, a park upgrade for the Blue Jays. But what do you think about Severino in this spot? Because he's another ace that I think we have to have interest in, especially with the Blue Jays having a 3.26 run total. I don't think so. Um, it's just the price. Like, I love the matchup, the situations. It's a perfectly for him. You could get a 30 fantasy point outing. I just think you get a better result when you're paying 11 6 for a guy. You want a guy who's thrown 100 pitches in a game so far, and that hasn't happened yet. And these next two guys are the greatest examples of super stud pitchers in great matchups, but we don't even know exactly like how long they're going to go. And this is just a lot to ask for them. If this was like at 9,600, I would be all over this play, or even at like 10 5. But 11 6, like you're going to want to jam in some bats here. So I'm just a little bit – yes, if you, if you can figure out a way to get around it like, and you can play like him with Kluber or something, I think that's really interesting if you can try and get a really, really cheap stack. But um, it's really hard with some of the bats that are out there today to try to – you know, you got to prioritize. And I just feel like as good as the matchup is, as good as everything sets up, he still hasn't thrown 100 pitches in the game. His great matchup, his great game against them last time was 28 fantasy points, which is awesome, but it's not going to kill you if you don't have him. And the bats uh, not having them might kill you today. Yeah, I could see that as an argument. And I, I think Kluber's still my number one. Uh, Severino's right there. Uh, he's obviously a good option. And it's definitely going to be a really interesting conversation and debate, uh, you know, talking about these pitchers tomorrow and just kind of deciding which one to go. We got one more ace to kind of talk about here, and it's uh, Lance McCullers. And I love Lance McCullers. He's a guy that I, I think he's, you can argue he, like, you know, He's a guy that has basically top five stuff, just like the, the amount of stuff that he – the kind of stuff that he throws. It's incredible. It's filthy. I love him. Problem is, is that Nashville's just baby him, right? And this matchup against the, the White Sox is just – kind of iffy like uh it's just you can absolutely crush them like it's you know they're not a good uh, not a good hitting team so uh we like to target them with righties so i think this is a great spot for mccullers uh, i like him a lot but i worry about the pitch count i worry about him going i know he's got 100 pitches already but i just know the the astros can cause a, a lot of problems with their their pitchers they just don't like to throw them out there as much and like i said they've shown the track record so far this year but i just know the track record last year was a lot worse. So I am slightly concerned about that, and I love this matchup. But what about you, Bobby? What you should be really concerned about is his walk rate in general and the fact that he has a way of getting up in pitch count because he strikes so many people out where it's it's not always like that they're like babying him to me. It's more that he gets himself in weird spots. Like his his one game where he threw 102 pitches, that was a one-hitter. You know, like yeah. that's a lot to ask for from a guy to get, you know, to get there. And I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It's a great situation. I expect him to be incredibly good, put up 25 or so points. I just think that there's other guys we're going to get to who maybe don't have the same upside to get that amount of raw points, but point per dollar where it matters if you're trying to stack some of the teams I want to stack. I think that that's, you know, if you're not going to pay up for two studs, I don't think you, like, I don't know, I'm just not going to be playing a ton of McCullers even in a great matchup. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the, the one thing I, I get your argument with the walks, but like this is a team that doesn't really walk a ton, which is kind of nice for him, right? It's just the matchup. It's a perfect matchup. Yeah, perfect. like it is like the if you could draw a matchup on paper, like this is probably the one you'd want. So uh, that's why it's really interesting, and I definitely have a little bias towards him because I love the guy. Uh, so it's tough for me, but I still think I'm Team Kluber. I would list him as my one. I actually might go McCullers two, and then Severino three. Would you agree with that's kind of how the way you'd rank these top guys? Wait, who won? Uh, I'd go Kluber as my number one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Then I'd go McCullers two, and I'd go Severino three. Would you agree with that ranking of the top? Yeah. Players? Yeah, it's really close with Severino. They're both in great spots. Like, they're going to have good games. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying 
you have an 11 game slate, right? And it comes down to lineup construction. It's just how you want to go. If you can find a really cheap stack, which is something I did tonight, I hope it works out for me. Um, that might be a, a route you could take by paying up for two of these guys. Um, but I don't see any reason to play Severino or McCullers over Kluber right now with what's happening in Baltimore. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on that. Let's go to the next uh, set of pitchers and kind of talk about this tier. Uh, so I guess this is like the, uh, I don't know, like the 7.5K and above range. You got Blake Snell against Minnesota. Blake Snell's a guy who's been kind of cheap so far, and now he's starting to get his price up. And that just seems too pricey for me for Blake Snell. We got Pavetta, Trevor Williams, Zach Wheeler, uh, Fulte Nevich, and, and Ronaldo Lopez. Do any of these guys give you any interest here, Bobby? I think that you're going to see really good games from Fultonevich and Pavetta and Snell going forward. I think Fultonevich is the one guy I would probably play tomorrow. I just think that there's upside. He's really – he's a boomer bust guy, but he's got huge K upside. The Mets have some Ks in their lineup. They also have a much better team than I think most people thought. But if you look at their lineup, they're just pretty good one through nine or one through eight. I bet they're, they bet their other guy ninth. Um, uh, anyway, I, I think that it's a, it's for me, it would be just faulty of this group. I don't want to take Snell at this price against a pretty good Minnesota team. And I like Snell a lot, but it's it, Minnesota's got some guys that have a pretty good track record against lefties, even with the stadium downgrade for them. I'm not going to be taking Minnesota players, but I just don't, I don't find myself super interested in anyone here, but faulty. Yeah, this isn't a tier that I really like, and uh, it's not. There's not guys that are really just sticking out to me that I think are worth rostering. So I think I'm fading all of them. I get your faulty take. I don't hate that one. I think that one's fair. And again, the Mets could actually put out an ugly lineup. They have these like those really nice lefty hitters, but. You never know. Maybe it's like a rest day for Conforto. Just like one little thing of like sitting one of those lefties, like Jay Bruce, he, his like ankle flared up earlier in the week and maybe they give him a day off on a Sunday. I always talk about that on Sundays. Uh, like just the lineups are always a little bit different. So that's something to obviously watch with pitchers and uh, can obviously change your opinion. So I think Fulte again, very boom bust guy. Like you said, I think he's a good tournament option that could have some upside and that we could obviously look at. And the Mets, uh, I'm a Met fan, Bobby, and I know they can swing and miss a ton. So uh, I totally understand if you uh, decide to go the route of going Fulte and turn in this range but again this isn't a range i like like for the pavettas the trevor williams i don't know i just don't think this is that appealing of a range so let's go a little bit lower let's go below ronaldo lopez and kind of find some guys here like we got luis castillo at 7200 he's a guy that i'm pretty biased towards and i love but against the cardinals it's not really a matchup that i i want to target a ton then we have a guy like jose quintana i, I know he's in cores but seven thousand dollars for quintana seems crazy uh and then there's not some some other pictures that i really like here but do you have any interest in any of these guys uh kind of below i guess anything below Castillo uh there's a lot of guys down here but who kind of pops out to you um play the lizard king now uh I'm worried about his k upside uh, Castillo like there's definitely upside just because he's really good <laughs> that's about it uh he's got really good stuff I should say yeah I do feel I, safe about like his like sometimes in cash I feel not bad putting him in just because I feel like I have like at least five to six k's are happening and there's upside for more and again he could like get hit on a little bit but those k's are just so safe you know what I mean yeah that's sort of how I feel too um I I, 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 I think he's like the person I'm most interested in to be honest it's pretty grim down here like I'm not there's not a whole lot to like anywhere this is these are all the guys I'm going to be stacking against so it does make the top tier look more interesting if you can find a cheap stack maybe we can figure out a way to do that because I'm not in love with these situations at all 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is going to be Liriano. like Liriano. Like Liriano. Oh yeah, no, no, thanks for me. Uh, no, it's crazy, but it's like this is KC, hasn't he? I don't know. Daniel Norris looked like a god for three innings against KC until the fourth inning. Um, do you know but, what? Do you know what's up with him? Like, why he's so good? Like, I don't know. Like, if he's who? done anything different, Liriano. I mean, he's been pretty good. I mean, he's al- he's always had this kind of upside. He's just playing his upside ish games. Yeah. And he's had some. You know, he had a tough matchup against uh, Cleveland, even, and he wasn't even like I actually happened to watch that game because I stacked against him. But um, he uh, he pitched really well in that game, like in real life, and he actually pitched really well against KC already once. Like, he didn't have the the number of Ks, but. Their lineup is striking out a ton. I just – I'm sorry, their lineup is not striking out a ton. Their lineup is really bad, even though they don't strike out a ton. Um, I just think he's kind of interesting. He's always got K upside against a team that, you know, while they don't strike out a ton, they're just so bad against lefties. I think we're, I think you bring up a good point with that. And, uh, you know, the, the Royals actually have a pretty low total coming in here to start at 3.79. This is a really nice low total here. So uh, maybe you're on to something with Liriano. Maybe we should consider him more. Again, it's just like it's pretty ugly down here. I know you mentioned the Lizard King. And for people who don't know, that's Miles Mikolas, if you don't know who the Lizard King is. And he hasn't been too bad so far. And the Reds are a really bad offense. So I don't hate maybe going to him too. Seems like this, like, uh, you know, 7K to, like, top uh, 6K range is kind of interesting to look at. So, uh Anyone else below there that you have any interest in, or is that about it? I wish I want to. Yeah, <laughs> you want to give him the bats. I get it. Uh, yeah, more than usual. Like, I'm usually okay with just finding a way, but it's really, really grim. Like, it's weird on this size of a slate that you can't find one guy. Like, the weirdest, <laughs> it's going to sound nuts, would be Jaime Garcia. You have a guy who's not a huge K guy against a team that I could say make just as good argument for stacking the Yankees. Uh, and that's probably what I'll do with a lot of my lineups. So I'm not saying like go here entirely, but if you really want to get creative, the guy's a pretty good overall pitcher when it comes to limiting damage. And there's like some K upside because of the Yankees lineup as there is some power upside. So if he can somehow find a way to get through five, six and get you 20 fantasy points, that might be good enough. Um, Tonight, today, just because there's so many big bats like for me that I want to fit in, so I might take a shot on him in lower buy in larger field tournaments. I don't know if I'm going to play him in like the 444s or anything. I just think he's kind of interesting as like an off the board play in um, larger field tournaments that could get you that 20 fantasy points, allowing you those bats. Yeah, I, I get your argument for it, but I, it's definitely something I won't end up doing. Uh, I think I'd rather find my way in that Castillo, Mikolos, and uh, Liriano if I go for cheap and then maybe Fulty. Kind of like what you said, uh, that range is kind of nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't mind Zach Wheeler normally, but uh, it's not a good matchup against the Braves. I'm just trying to find something here, but it just seems really ugly, and it seems like a great spot in cash games. That, and again, because like I said, it's a Sunday, Bobby. Like Value will probably open up, but it'll happen. So I kind of think in cash games it's going to be a nice – like pay up for like two of these studs and then kind of just mix in that value where you can. But uh, in tournaments, uh, I know you're a big tournament guy. It seems like we might have to get a little creative here to get in those bats and go down here to some of these guys. So would you, you yeah. think that's how the strategy is or obviously find that cheap stack if you can, which I think is a great idea, but it's just going to be tough. Yeah, to find. It goes along with one thing I always do in tournaments, which is I, I tend to go with, I'll take like uh, when everybody's trying to find a cheap pitcher and an expensive guy, like it's just a natural thing. So I'll try and find two cheap guys or two expensive pitchers. Um, I think this is a, an interesting slate for that. Like I was saying, if you're going to play a guy like uh, Jaime, play him with Castillo and jam in every single high spend up 
as just a completely different kind of roster construction, hoping you get your 45 from your combined pitchers and that your bats completely go off. Um, Cause there's definitely some bats worth considering for that, too. but I wouldn't probably play him with a stud pitcher. Cause I think like I would, I would rather use Castillo. Yeah, for sure. And one suggestion just for people if they're ever trying to look for like a cheap stack and they're having trouble find it. Uh, sometimes what I like to do is go to the Roto-Grinders lineup page. And if you just go to the top, there's like this money uh, sign where you can just like move the bar down and just like make it so it shows only like say like 3.7K guys and below. And then you can see like which team pops up and has a lot of those guys. And then uh, kind of pick it out that way. So that's a, a quick way to maybe find it if you're trying to look for, uh, you know, a cheap stack and kind of jam some guys in. So that's something that I do sometimes. Uh, is that about it for pitching, Bobby? I don't really like much else and don't want to talk about much else i think no hitters let's go to hitters all right so let's start with the first position and i always like to say this because again sundays like catchers we get a lot of rest days out of these guys so i'm sure we'll be able to get some cheap punt that pops up but bobby like i mean i already see zaninu against martin perez that looks appealing at 3200 uh i think there's some really good catcher plays on this slate so what are you thinking at the catcher position I love seattle i i used to be on board the martin perez limits damage enough to where you don't stack against him their bullpen is so bad where if you can just get to him early, you're going to go nuts. So I'm very into Zanino as a play. I, I think that, as I just made the argument for Garcia, when you take a, a non-high strikeouts, fairly effective pitcher against a team like this who's a boom, like the, their hitters are just, they strike out and hit so many home runs, you can make a great argument for the whole Yankee stack. And I think Sanchez is a phenomenal play. Uh, I'm not as interested in Quint, uh, Contreras. I'm not going to be as interested in uh, Cubs bats tomorrow as probably most people will be. Uh, I, I think Marquez is good enough at limiting damage at home. He knows how to pitch in that ballpark. Not a great pitcher. I just don't think that that's the optimum route to go. Sanchez, for me, if you're paying up. Zanino, if you're somewhere lower. Uh, depending on what lineups come out and who I'm stacking will probably determine the rest, honestly. Yeah, uh, I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, I like some Chirinos, too. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that game's definitely one to obviously target. Uh, and I may have found a cheap stack, uh, and it's not your favorite stack, and it's not a great ballpark, Bobby, but, uh, you know, we didn't mention, because, again, there's some ugly pitchers down here, and we didn't name them all, but Phil Hughes is on this slate. Like, Phil Hughes is terrible. And the Rays are always cheap, and, like, Wilson Ramos is a guy I normally play against the lefty, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Wilson Ramos is a nice cheap option, and the Rays are always cheap, and maybe they become a cheap stack that we can look at. Because, like I said, Phil Hughes is really, really bad. So, uh, I don't know. That was something I just kind of like, uh, as I was looking at some things, Bobby kind of popped out to me and I thought about, so what do you think of that? And obviously like Ramos too is a cheap catcher. He's not too bad against Hughes, right? No, that's a good, that's a good option. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think about Hughes too much. Um, just I just think about this raise. Ballpark's offense. not the most appealing for hitting. Uh, and yeah, the Rays offense is not a fun offense, but I'm just trying to, at least I'm trying to like think. No, yeah. I mean, I get, I get, I get you. Yeah. I think that that makes some sense. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, if they bat him eighth, though, like, why are they doing that? I don't understand what they did all of a sudden, why they're doing that. But um, if they bat him eighth, I don't really think I'm going to just be playing him as a one-off. I would play him as part of a stack or something. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I want him in that, like, really good lineup spot. And who knows? Like I said, uh, wait and see what the lineup's at catcher. And I think there's a lot of good options. And, like, uh, you know, Zinini is one of my favorites uh, there. I think that's just a great spot. And I think you brought, a, brought up great points about the Texas bullpen there. Uh, let's move over to first base, though, now. Because, again, catcher's not the best position to talk about. Uh, let's talk about first. Uh, what do you like here at the first base position, Bobby? Uh, this is a lot to like. like uh, sorry, I'm just switching over my screen here. It's – it's as always, like, it's just frustrating. So don't ever play, like, outfield is a premium too. So certain situations, don't say don't ever, 
but first base and outfield in general are loaded. Um, I kind of disagree with you about first base being as loaded as it is this year. I think it's a little more wear down than it has been in the past, but uh, I'm kind of like waiting to see as like the season goes on. Uh, but yeah, no, there, there's definitely some good on this specific slate. I think there's a lot of good first base plays to definitely uh, target. You're right. You're probably right overall. Like as much as I don't want to pick on Marquette, I still will be interested in Rizzo in this matchup. Um, also, if I, especially in those lineups where I'm paying way down. Uh, I think that, Santana at 3,800 is going to be like everybody's there's going to be a lot of off the board because there's a lot. You can only use one. Um, it's interesting. I think Tyler Austin, part of a New York stack that's contra- contrarian. He got a lot of people there the other night. Um, I think that's an interesting spot. Like at, you know, in the low range, uh, Josh Bell against, no, not, sorry, excuse me, not Josh Bell against Pavetta. I forgot about it. another rule, not playing lefties against Pavetta. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, those are pretty much most of the guys I'll be using. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about Guzman. I'll be playing Guzman, too, at 2900 where I'm paying it way up for pitching. Yeah, I got a couple for you that I think are, are kind of cheap and I really like. I, I like some of the guys you said at the top. Oh, Boar. I'm sorry, Boar, too. My bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Boar, I feel like he's always in play at that price right now. Um, I, one guy that I think uh, you didn't mention that I love here is, is Jesus Aguilar. I expect him to play, and against the lefty, uh, that's always a great spot for him. So he's a guy for cheap that I think is interesting. Adrian Gonzalez against Fulte not terrible. Uh, I don't love Adrian Gonzalez, but, hey, if you're looking for someone cheap, wouldn't hate that. Marvin Gonzalez at 3,300 is not bad. CJ Krohn, if you're looking for guys against Hughes, I think that could make a little bit of sense. Uh, I, I liked your board take again. I think that's a pretty good uh, option against Guerrero. There, there's some nice guys down here cheap where I think a lot of people will just live down in this range. And I don't know, Boar sounds like someone in Aguilar. They seem like two guys that will kind of uh, gain a lot of ownership uh, throughout this slate. And I liked a lot of the guys that you talked about at the top. Uh, I think, think there's overall, it's pretty loaded at first. And I wouldn't really worry about ownership too much. But my two favorites, I feel like, are Boar and uh, Aguilar in that, uh, in that Milwaukee game. Could you agree on that? Or is there uh, anyone else that I kind of missed? Uh, no, I, yeah, Aguilar, I just worry about how long he'll play. And yeah, the pinch hit it. risk is obviously concerning. So I kind of would default to Boar probably in my cash games. Just, uh, man, he's been fun the roster so far. Uh, and for sure. I don't understand why he's so cheap. And Just ask, ask Grant Neifer, who just, by the way, texted me to say hey on air for him. Uh, ask him about Justin Boar. If he says it's a Justin Boar day, literally he never is wrong. It's the weirdest thing. All right, I think I'm doing. Uh, I think I'm doing a basketball pod tomorrow. Uh, one of the premiums on with, with Grant. So you know, I'll ask him there, and uh, we'll. Uh, you know, if you want, shoot him over a question on Twitter. Say, hey, is it a board day? He'll always help you out with that. So, uh, sounds good. I think that's it for first base. I think he brought some good points though. Like uh, Rizzo at the top is a good one. I think Thames is always in play. Anyone from Oshione against Kashner, I think, is great. There's so many good spend up options, and didn't even mention Freddie Freeman against Wheeler. Just Freeman against any righty is always interesting, especially super low because no one's gonna play him. So first is pretty loaded on this slate. I kind of agree with you there. Uh, didn't even mention also like uh, Miguel Cabrera, right? In the day game, he's always good. Oh, there. let's go. Yeah. See, like, I, I mean, forgot about that. That's yeah. It's, it's fine. It's just loaded. Like uh, I understand why he missed it because it's just, it's just an absolutely loaded position, Bobby. So uh, there's a lot of good guys to like here and I expect ownership to be mixed out throughout. And if I was playing, you know, 10 teams, I'd probably be uh, spreading myself a little thin, but uh, I'd be wanting to and hopefully just get overweight on as many guys as I could. Uh, with just being overweight enough. Um, 
Let's go on to second base position, Bobby. Uh, I think we're set on first. Uh, who do you like at the second base position? Like one guy at the top I like a lot is Brian Dozier. I think he is phenomenal against Blake Snell, someone that I would love to pay up for. Uh, we talked about Martin Perez. I know it's lefty-lefty, but I think Robinson Cano can still hit lefties pretty fine. I don't think he's bad. Uh, what do you think about this uh, second base position? I love Cano. I love Dozier against any lefty. He just – he, it's just crazy how much money I've made. I mean, he's just, he's a, he's always money against lefty. I think, you know, again, with Liriano, there's up and downside. I, I would rather use Whit Merrifield in my second base spot. And I like him versus lefties. I like him in general. I think he's just perpetually underpriced to be honest. And I think Kipnis against Kashner, I don't really want to like stack cat against Kashner as much as I normally would want to seemingly in these kind of games, but he's, um, he sort of started limiting damage last year and, uh, I would, but I like Kipnis at 3,700 quite a bit in terms of paying down. Like you want Profar, you want, even if you're going to play the Kinner Felifa, did I say that close to right? Yeah, I think you're close enough. The guy for Texas, the really cheap guy. Yeah. Kinsler Felifa. I think that's how you say it. You can, you know, play these guys at second base and shortstop and save a ton in a game that we just think is going to have a lot happen, or at least I do. And that's where I would be looking at uh, on this slate for sure. And also Hernan Perez is probably going to be, if well, if he's in the lineup, even with less at-bats, I think he's a better argument because of the price discount and the position uh, scarcity, like at first base. Uh, I'm sorry, the position, you know, just how, how loaded it is. Uh, with Hernan Perez, I, I would play him if he's in the lineup, probably batting around fifth or sixth uh, in the second base spot at 2,600. Yeah, that's fair. A couple other guys mentioned, like Jason, Jason Kipnis against Andrew Kashner. He's a guy that I love to stack against. That was so, my uh, first guy. Oh, uh, did you? Okay. I, yeah. I may have missed it. Uh, but uh, I, I Kipnis, I mean, like, man, that price is great, Bobby, on him. So, uh, yeah, you talked about him. I like him. Uh, you know, obviously, he's a good play on this slate. I don't think this is the good spot for Neil Walker. Isn't he always better against lefties than righties? I forget which side of the plate he's always good on. For some reason, he is, on that. From what I remember, I think he is. But I can't remember if I think he is because I like the Pittsburgh stacks so much back then. Yeah, uh, I mean, I get it. If you're doing a Yankee sack and you want, like, a cheap guy in there, you know, when you're central jamming those guys, I wouldn't hate throwing him in there at this No, 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 that makes sense, actually. Yeah, and then Profar. Uh, if Profar is a good lineup spot, I, I like him. I don't know if you mentioned him. I know you mentioned the other Texas guy, but – Oh, no, he's my number one. He's my, he, he would be the number one play to me at second base for cash and tournaments. Yeah, well. either that or even at shortstop. It uh, depends on, like, what we think. Yeah, exactly. Shortstop. But, like, yeah, that price is just, like, uh, you know, sometimes we just need those key guys to get in those big uh, pitchers, and he's going to seem like – one of those key guys to help make things work. So uh, I think that wraps up about second. We liked a bunch of guys at the top, mid-tier, and uh, and at the bottom. So I think we offered some pretty good plays there. Let's move over to the third base position. And, of course, at the top, right, we have Arenado against the lefty and then uh, Chris Bryan in course. Those are two, like, the biggest bats in course field. They look really appealing, but I don't know if I'm going to have the money to really spend on them. Jose Ramirez against Cashner sounds appealing. Miguel Sano against the lefty. Uh, it's a pretty loaded position again here at third base. Uh, what are you thinking of doing at this position? I would, I will definitely play some Arenado. Um, probably not too much Chris Bryant because I prefer Arenado. I like Quintana as a pitcher better than most people probably do. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm just Arenado against the lefty at home. Arenado against anybody at home. But being cheaper versus a lefty is just, I don't know. I'm just going to take him there. Um, other than that, like, I always like Jose Ramirez because he's always under-owned. I don't mind Moustakas in a weird, like, I, I know I said the good things about Liriano has upside or whatever, but 
I also think that, you know, you can take advantage of some of these KC really low on bats. Moustakas is, is legitimately a better hitter than he, his draft will, his, where, how often, how high he's drafted is, will ever tell you. He's a much better hitter than people probably know, and he can hit lefties as well. So I don't mind him. Um, but honestly, like, I probably will pay up for those guys. I don't find – am I missing, like, an obvious low-price play that, that – you know, other than Kinner Falifa, who I already mentioned? Uh, the, I think there's a couple interesting ones. Like, I mean, Kyle Seeger, lefty-lefty, like, his BVP yeah. is pretty nice against Perez. It's, I don't know if you know it. It's, it's I like it. It's 44, four home runs. And, yeah. like, he crushes normally in this park. I, I believe I saw a stat from the beat writer said, and I don't know. I don't buy into those narratives too much, but – uh, I don't know. I, I like this Mariners offense enough. Where Wait, you kinda, don't buy into a narrative? What narrative is this? Uh, I mean, it's the I, first I, narrative I, you didn't buy into. I, I love narratives. But I don't <laughs> buy, like the like better in a certain park. I don't love as much. But uh, I mean, I, I'm already going to like these Texas bats a lot. And I don't mind mixing in like in tournaments. I love going lefty lefty, especially when I think like a guy like Perez could be out in three innings. And then we can just get that bullpen, right? I can get Matt Bush and I'm sure Kyle Seager would crush him too. Uh, and Seager, so it can hit lefties like well too. He's one of those guys, if you've watched him, he actually doesn't do too bad against lefties. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I kind of like, uh, going with this route with Seager here. Uh, and again, like, uh, BVP, I, I can be a sucker for it once I have a big enough sample. And, uh, I kind of like your take on BVP where it's like, uh, it's all part of like the equation. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I like that there. I don't hate Adrian Beltre, but not a guy that I'm in love with. And there was one more guy that I saw down here that I wanted to mention. Oh yeah. So if you're doing that Yankee stack he's a little bit of pop. And again, maybe you want to like, if you're putting in judge Sanchez, and uh, Stanton, maybe you go uh, Andu Erhar, Miguel, I think that's how you say his name. Miguel yeah, Erhar, yeah, he can hit, man. You're right. That's a good call. Yeah, so he's like a cheap option in that Yankee stack. Like if you go Walker, uh, Andu Erhar, and then those three big Yankees bats we talked about, like uh, that could be really good. So and it could obviously help you, you know, just get in like maybe that extra pitcher instead of having to punt down. Maybe that'll help you get to like a faulty Nevich instead. Uh, I don't know. So it's kind of an option to, to discuss. Uh, any I other like third it. baseman you like, or is that kind of it? That's most – I mean, you named a bunch of good ones. I, I don't want to be on the, the side of giving too many options unless I really feel like there are, which we're going to have an outfield. So I'm going to reserve it for that. <laughs> yeah, you're you're good at that. You're pretty good at, like, narrowing down your – I'm a little tougher at that. Uh, not something I obviously try my best to work on. But uh, let's head over to shortstop really quick and uh, kind of look at that and see what we like to do here. And at the top, like Lindor is an option that, that pops off. Trevor Story against a lefty. He's someone that you see and you're like, okay, that's really appealing. Uh, who do you like in the shortstop position, Bobby? Didi is always going to be under-owned here and has massive power upside now against lefties. Um, he would be one of the top options for me, and I think he'll be incredibly low-owned. Uh, and I mean, no Seger- one's Didi on this pl- slate. No, they'll all play. Seguer right is the chalk, and for good reason. Like, yeah, oh, I you would, love him. That's a fantastic yeah, play. He's a he's an awesome chalk play. Like he's literally, if you're playing cash games, you as long as that game is going to play clean, just absolutely play Segura. Uh, I think he. I, am I wrong in saying that he or Profar, if you're going to play the Kinner Felipe, whatever Profar thing, somewhere in that mix is sort of the cash game. Staples, I think that's the, a good way to go, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably, man, I'm probably going to throw uh, Profar at, at second and then go uh, Segura at short. I mean, I Segura's been good to me, and uh, I mean, we'll see tonight. Uh, we're recording this a little bit early, but uh, hopefully, Segura does me well t- again tonight as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with that, and it seems like a good spot to maybe go cheap in your cash games and even in tournaments, like just try and mix in some of these guys. I mean, there's some good guys at the top, but uh, I feel like there's more studs at third that you rather pay up for than shortstop. Would you agree on that take? Yeah. 
All right. Uh, anything else here? Like, uh, or are you just kind of keeping it simple with those cheap guys you said at shortstop? Uh, like a Dansby Swanson. I don't know if you noticed this. I heard Big T say it on a show, and it was kind of interesting. Like, I believe he's like he's batting incredible. He's batting like three forty two, and like he bats low in the order. I mean, it's not a spot where I want to play him against the against the Mets uh, against Wheeler because I'm not really stacking the Braves. But when I do stack the Braves, I think I'm going to consider him a little bit more than I normally do. But I everybody that- should. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I have some friends who have been talking to me about him for a while and obviously he's a top prospect from a couple of years back. Uh, this guy, like, I don't really understand why in the world hasn't like caught on because he's got some, he's got like a poor man's Trey Turner, but a better hitter. So he's not exactly, I mean, it's a weird comparison, um, but uh, no, I get like, what you're saying. Base and power upside is there, but he's not nearly as good as an overall player, but. Yeah, but uh, I, I would actually consider playing him tomorrow, too, at 3,600 as an interesting pivot off Segura. I do think that what, what I wanted to ask you about is when I see all these cheap plays in the Seattle-Texas game, it makes it seem really easy to pay up for two studs at pitcher. Yeah, I mean, the more and more I think about it, I think you're right. It is going to be kind of easy to make it happen. And I think it's going to be, like I said, I think it's going to be the cash game way to go. Because, like, it was, I believe it was mm-hmm. Friday. Whichever day it was, you could go uh, Verlander, Kershaw, Scherzer. I think that was Friday. Like, it was that first like 15 game slate that we finally had where it just was like, okay, like we've been, we're on least all the bats and we should be able to make these top tier pitchers work with the uh, cheap guys. And I mean, it's an 11 game slate. That's a lot of games. And I think we'll still be able to make it work. So I think it's going to be the strategy that people are going. So maybe you, you're, you know, you're a tournament guy. Maybe you'll go the opposite way to try and jam in some bats, but uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how it shakes out, but I agree. I think uh, your point of bringing that up makes a ton of sense. That, that's sort of what I, where I'm on to the, all those bats from, too. Like, it's making more and more sense to me if you want to go contrarian to do something like that. Yeah, for sure. I know in my cash games, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be going that double spend-up option. But in tournaments, there's obviously reasons to pivot all because, man, bats, I feel like, are king, uh, at least uh, in this in this uh, age of baseball that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's it about uh, for shortstop. I guess we can head on over to the outfield. And, uh, yeah, that's always a loaded position to talk about. A lot of guys that always like Bobby. So who kind of pops out to you in the outfield? Um, Joey Gallo. I don't I, – I need to, like, just – I'm just going to keep playing him. I don't care about the the individual matchup that he's in. I just think that he's about to go on a tear. And I think he's about to be a guy who's going to be one of these crazy high-priced guys because of his, his monster power that he hasn't entirely realized uh, this year so far. But anyway, uh, Joey Gallo is, like, a weird one who I was thinking about because of first base before. I also think you just like with the outfield, it's so weird because those guys I just play every day. Like I just play Reese Hoskins every day and I play him in probably if I'm playing a ton of lineups, 25 to 50% of my lineups, which is pretty high for baseball. Um, that's just a good way to, a good route to go, especially when he's at home and then not a great, but not terrible matchup. Um, I think that, you pay up for Judge and Stanton, obviously, in your stacks for the Yankees. Even separately, they're both fine one-offs, like, or, or together. But I really want to pay up uh, in the outfield, and there's a lot of options to pay down. But I feel like that's what I'm going to be doing in the infield a little bit more, and I'm going to pay up. I like a lot of these spots. I, I like Ryan Braun uh, against – I like all of Milwaukee against Caitlin Smith and then, you know, the bullpen of Miami – uh, I mentioned Gallo already, like Castellanos, uh, I like, like, I, I really like, like the upper tier so much. Um, it's mostly going to be like a little bit stack dependent on entirely how I go, but 
mostly I'm going to be trying to pay up in the outfield, pay down in the infield. Yeah, I mean, outfield normally does go kind of get stack dependent. Uh, so I, I agree with that. It's uh, it's kind of tough before you can get your stacks. But there's some guys that pop up the page, and I agreed with a lot of the guys you said. Uh, I want to mention something with Joey Gallo. If you could look plate IQ and kind of see what he's been doing recently. Um, actually, that was 2017 CC. Let me see what he's been doing recently hitting the ball because I'm sure he's been crushing it. Uh, I want to kind of pull that up. Uh, really quick here. Yeah. So just, just to like, no, I mean, this is crazy. Uh, so his average exit velocity right now is 97.4 and his air distance is 36, uh, 36.8. Like, man, I love Gal tomorrow. I, I think you're onto something, Bobby. Like, uh, I think we need to be playing him tomorrow. I think we need to be playing this week coming up. I think we need to get on the Gallo train now while we can. So, uh, I like this spot for Gallo. Also like Mazzara, Chu, all these Texas outfielders, I'll be getting exposure to them. Cruz. Yeah, Cruz. Oh man, yeah, Nelly Cruz. He was someone I thought of at the start of the start of the pod, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about him. You bring up a great point with him against the lefty and Martin Perez. Even like a Mitch Hanniger, if you want to get creative with your Seattle stacks, he crushes a uh, lefty, so I think mm-hmm. he would be interesting. Obviously, the Coors bats they're they're always in play. Uh, I, I get it. I'm probably gonna end up fading Coors tomorrow. Hopefully, it doesn't burn me because I think Marquez and Quintana are talented enough pitchers. Hopefully, they can get me by because I just like other bats and I want to pay it for those pitchers. So uh, I thought you brought up great points to the Brewers. I like those out fielders and Kane and Braun and Perez I think they were great options uh I mean if you're not playing Fulty Nevich I don't hate maybe a Jay Bruce or a Conforto here and there because Fulty can have some struggles with his lefties uh so if you do him as like a one-off here and there I wouldn't hate mm-hmm. that and if we're looking for some cheap value maybe like a Denard span against a Phil Hughes or a Malik Smith if he happens to be at the top of the order uh couldn't hate that but uh, not the sexiest plays on this slate and then Michael Brantley in that cleanup hole against Kasher that's kind of interesting too mm-hmm. so, um yeah, I, 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 I took over for you, Bobby, and, uh, you know, talked about way too many outfielders, like I do mm. a lot of the time. But, uh, mm, that's good. Yeah, I think it's pretty loaded in the outfield, and uh, a lot of good spots that we can, we can talk about. Uh, anyone else in the outfield that we haven't touched on or anyone else you want to expand upon? Like, you want to talk about Nelly Cruz a little bit more or anything else? Uh, no, I think that this is uh, – like, I, I don't really – there's going to be plenty of guys you can pay down for. I just haven't locked into any that I like enough to where it really matters. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on that. And man, this is this is a fun slate. Uh, I think this slate is really awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting excited for it the more and more that we talked about it. Uh, I think it's going to be a really. I think we stacked Detroit. I should probably just say that. Like, all right, why is that? I mean, Scotland's not this... great, and I mean, I we did talk about Miguel Cabrera a little bit and Blastolanos, uh, uh, Nick Castellanos. He hit one today, and he's a guy that can crush the ball. But talk about Detroit a little bit. Uh, uh, it's, it's more to do with their bullpen. They had the doubleheader the other day. I know they didn't have to use their bullpen in game two, I think, of the doubleheader. Yeah, well, Danny Duffy, um, didn't he get pulled a little early? Because he was pitching on three days rest. He got pulled rest. early, pitching on three days rest, so they're beaten up, obviously, to have to even do that. They get, scored 10 runs today. The bullpen got beat up. you got Scoglin against a team that really hits during the day and has a lot of underpriced players. So... I'm looking at, you know, look, Jacoby Jones has been going nuts lately. Like, he hit a home run today. Yeah, he, he hit one too. So maybe he's um, a lot streak here. The, Jacoby Jones is 2,800. Like, come on. Let's let's play him. Play Candelario has had some monster games for me lately. I don't care about the, the – I mean, it's not a split really. Like, he's a switch hitter. But um, I don't mind him. Like, play him with your Cabreras and your Castellanos and – James McCann, the noted lefty masher. Like, go ahead, play him at 2900 This is like a really, really cheap, easy stack to get in with high-priced pitchers. And if you want to go that route, they've shown the upside consistently, especially throughout day games over the course of their entire time in Detroit. Like, you can look it up in the new stadium. They are much, much better offensively during the day. And 
this is, it's just a great spot to attack where no one will be on and you can get in whoever you can play the two top pitchers and still get the stack in. Yeah, uh, I think that's a that's a pretty good point there, Bobby. Uh, like that take there. And uh, I was going to say, let's go to the stack of the day part, but is that the one you want to stick with or you want to give us another stack? That was like a pretty off-the-board stack. So if you want to give another stack, I'm fine with you doing that. Um, so yeah. uh, I guess uh, let, let, me, let, me, let me take the first stack here. And, you know, I, I'm going to go with uh, – oh, it's tough. Uh, I like the Seattle-Texas game. I'm trying to decide which side I want to go on. But I think I'm going to just go on the Texas side just because the bats are so cheap. I can get Chu, Mazzara – uh, pro far for really cheap even a bell if i want in gallo like i just kind of want to mix in those texas bats for cheap and load up on pitching so i think it's gonna be a pretty chalky stack but it's gonna be a team that i know i'm gonna probably be on and probably gonna have a lot of exposure to my cash games i think there's ways you can kind of be different right going a guy like a caner falafel down you know as a wraparound or even a drew robinson there's ways you can get creative with it so uh, i think the texas ranger stack is my favorite stack uh here uh what about you bobby who are you liking to stack up as well besides just the tigers give me another one yeah, I mean, I love the both the Seattle and Texas stacks, but I think that the Yankees stack is going to go under-owned. And I know I mentioned Garcia, but I think going the other way makes a lot of sense too. Like that bullpen is awful in Toronto. Um, I think this is a great spot to like stack the Yankees up. It should be like lower ownership. If you want to go the other way, like stack the Yankees with Coors and then use two lower price pitchers if you can. You know, like use a Castillo and uh, – maybe a Castillo and Fultonavich or something in a tournament. Like I just think it's an interesting route that people won't go. And if you get your 45, maybe 50 from your pitchers and those stacks go off, they're going to go crazy off. Yeah. I like the point about, it. I'm going to try something really quick while we're on here and then we'll get on out of here. I just want to see if like you go Kluber and then you go like that. I talked about, remember I talked about Walker and Andy Anhar and then putting those big bats. I'm trying to see if you can go like a Kluber, maybe a cheap guy. Uh, like say we put in a Liriano. If you do that, I mean, for a second shortstop and outfield, it leaves you, you know, if you, it leaves you with like 3,100 with your position, so you can make it work. I mean, you could probably get Texas in there then. So uh, I still think it's pretty viable. And I like that Yankee stack idea. And it's something, it, you know, people might think when they're building their teams, there's no way I can make a Yankee stack, right? Uh, and I think the more and more that I think about it, if we jam in those, like some of those cheaper Yankee bats uh, and with some other cheaper bats on the slate, we can kind of make it work with getting a stud in even a, uh, you know, even a cheap pitcher. I know you talked about going with like the double uh, kind of punt that pitcher, but I think you can make it work with a, with a stud and a uh, cheaper guy if you want to. Yeah, I think it's so, it's, it's so easy. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, that about wrap up this slate for you guys. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us again. Uh, you know, happy to have you guys here back listening to us on the weekend grind. Uh, happy to have you here with, with me, Bobby. And hopefully you can join me again another weekend because uh, it was a lot of fun. How'd you enjoy it? I really enjoyed it, man. I would love to be back again. All right. Sounds like a plan. Hopefully we'll have you back. And uh, that'll about wrap up the slate for you guys. Again, uh, check that out. And I believe, Bobby, you'll be on the uh, 1130 show, I think, in the morning. I think it's Eastern. Yeah, you're on that show with uh, uh, Chris Kay and someone else who's new. He he seems pretty sharp, though. I forget who it is. JSU Rob. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. He's a sharp guy. Check out. Check them out in the morning. That'll be a, a good time. So, again, thanks a lot for joining us on the Weekend Grind. And we'll be back next weekend to bring you more MLB DFS action. See you guys later. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. 
The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.